This is Alan Lazard, a.k.a. the Lizard King, a.k.a. the Komodo Dragon from the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast. How we doing? Drinking a Julius Treehouse Brewery. Got some friends with us this week. What's up, boys? I'm one of those friends. It's Baldy, and I'm drinking a BL Smooth. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? This is Craig. I got uh, another one from Hopsters Brewing Company. This is Kia Ora, New Zealand IPA. So we'll, we'll see how this one goes. What's up, everybody? Uh, Corey here. I got a Freak Show Crush from Flying Monkey Craft Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to pretend. Um, I'm the other friend. I awkwardly already opened my beer. I have a 617 Title Town from Lord Hobo. And this is Scott here. I have a um, Oscillation IPA from Finback Brewery out of Queens, New York. And we are Top Shelf Fantasy um, Championship Week. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Pocket Cast, PodCoin, not anymore, never mind. Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, and on our website um, at topshelffantasy.com, as well as Google Play and iHeartRadio. That's terrible right there. Um, and follow us on Twitter with the handle at topshelffntsy. Championship week, finally. This is what, you know, this is why we play. I know a lot of us didn't get there <laughs> in a lot of leagues, but. It's that week, so if you got there, you know, congrats to you. You probably listen to Top Shelf Fantasy all year long. So, Thank you. Um, yeah. You're welcome. Trade Nick Chubb just at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and the two two voices that are unfamiliar to most of you are uh, actually in Scotty and I's Big Money League. It's been our hometown league for about a decade longer than that. Um, they're facing each other in the in the championship, so we thought it would be – kind of fun to have them come on so yeah it looks like just um, looking at the trophy here this is your 12th year it's uh that's a big time investment there yeah it's been it's been a while i was gonna say it even goes back further than 2000 oh it's on, it's on the other side so too is this yeah. the last oh, back on this trophy on this side we so side. yeah so we for the last decade have only kept track on but we started in high school i mean it's wow. been that's that awesome long. Yeah, I think uh, the trophy started when we went to two QB league, right? Yeah, Scotty. Um, Scotty not, stretched it out so he could get himself oh, on there one more time. We started when we put money in. Oh, okay. oh wait, um, I think 2010 was the first two QB league. That's the one that uh, our friend uh, Baldy here won his first year. That was the first two quarterback league. Um, yeah, and we have not looked yeah. back because that's the best kind of league to be in. <laughs> yeah. We actually don't talk too much about two two quarterbacks, but uh, anyway. So championship week, so we get some big injuries. Craig, you're in what three uh, championship matchups? I think. And Corey, I think you and I are. Yo, you're in I'm two. I'm in two. Oh, yeah. I'm the only loser at the table. Who's got nothing? I, I'm in three. <laughs> I'm playing the same kid in two championships too. So uh, two separate leagues. It's going to be a very stressful week and just a lot of uh, smack talk going back and forth. There. Yeah, me, me and Scotty actually have a matchup in the uh, in the listener in the listener yeah, league. Treehouse listener league. Uh, so so we'll we'll see what actually ends up happening in that one. I know that there's a lot of players that I want to do well on other teams that he has on his team. So 
you, you got you got that issue it's, going with everyone. But. It's a struggle of being in three leagues. Like you're likely have a t- somebody on one team and you're playing against somebody in another. So, all right, let's run through some injuries real quick because with six six voices, this may end up going pretty long. But likely to play, we got DD. Uh, all right, I'm gonna let Dallas take this one. He put <laughs> all their full names in there. Yeah, so I'm on uh, the NFL injury list for the week, looking at who practices, who didn't, and I'm. Like starting to have a trouble figuring out who's who because I don't realize who these guys are. They have their real names on there. So Didi DeCrick Westbrook, DeCrick first name. Who goes? How do you get Didi? I don't even know. Then we got another one, Julio Quintoris Jones. So I'm looking at the Falcons injury list. It says wide receiver Quintoris Jones. No indication that Julio is even involved. I'm so confused. I had to go on Wikipedia to find out who he is. But yeah, likely to play this week. Um, Didi Julio. We got Mark Ingram who has not practiced all week, but. It mostly seems like We're a maintenance thing. Play, yeah, yeah. He's, he has nothing that's going to hold him out. Odell and Jarvis, both on the Browns, uh, they're looking like they're going to play. Odell hasn't practiced yet, but, again, they're kind of unhappy there. It's probably just like, oh, hey, I'm not practicing. We're not winning, so I'll, I'll show up on Sunday and play. Uh, Greg Olson is probably your first big news. He was full go today. Um, he's looking like he's going to be back, which kind of kills Ian Thomas's value uh, a bit because Greg's going to take all those passes that he's been catching the past two weeks. Then you've got uh, Christian McCaffrey, who's – uh, did not practice today and uh, yesterday, but he's obviously going to go unless something catastrophic happens. He'll be in your lineup. Adrian Peterson was a full go today, and then Dak Prescott, full go today. Both likely expected to play. Um, nothing standing in the way unless they have a major setback. Yep. And um, our questionable players, we got Alexander Madison. This is probably the biggest storyline, I think, going into championship week. Dalvin Cook, uh, he says he's going to play. Coaching staff says he's not. Alexander Madison hasn't even played, so we talk about – keep your handcuffs all season long and the handcuff to Dalvin cook may not even play if Dalvin doesn't play. So it looks like it's Mike Boone, my boy, CJ ham, um, (laughs) might be rocking for the Minnesota Vikings. And then, uh, Craig, why don't you take the rest of these, these guys here? Uh, yeah. So you, yeah, you said Madison, but, uh, Rhett Ellison, um, he practiced in full yesterday was, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Practice in full limited today. Uh, so he's the tight end over in, um, you know New York for the you know the football giants because they uh, they have Evan Ingram out he's on IR. Uh, Bo Kelvinton is the is the name that um, yeah, Corey a- put in here. Scarborough he's questionable. It looks like Carryon Johnson might be back this week anyway, so we're not really sure if he's really going to be much of a um, you know factor within the game. DJ Daryl Shark uh, he has started practicing this week again in limited fashion for the um, you know foot injury that he's been dealing with. Devonta Parker. Uh, has not practiced this week. Uh, Juju John Smith-Schuster is limited. He almost made week 15 start, so it looks like this week he's you know he's he's questionable, but will probably um, you know get a little bit of time in this week. Nelson Aguilar and Jordan Howard are both questionable, uh, leaving I don't know who to catch passes in uh, Philadelphia. Carson Wentz. Carson yeah, throw it to Philly special. He, he could do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll just go to their fourth string tight end because it seems like that's who they want to throw to this year. And Christian Kirk's ankle is still bothering him. That's been bothering him since week eight. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we got another did not practice uh, listed on that sheet. So, you know, be concerned, um, but pay attention to that one. All right. And the doubtful is uh, Delvin Cook. Like Tom said, you know, he's not playing. I thought he plays. There's no sense in playing them. They're they're playoff. They're bound. going into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the players that are out, um, Sorry, some Chips. huge names: <laughs> Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Josh Jacobs. These guys are probably in your lineup every week. So these are huge. 
AJ Green is a shocking out again. <laughs> um, and Evan Ingram, like we said, he's on the IR, so he would not be playing. And AJ Green ruined my bold prediction that he would play last week. So, you know, f- for a player that did not play all season, he's been talked about all season. It's just Every if well, you're, a, a if you're people, not gonna play, no, I'm not saying just us. I'm saying like throughout fantasy, it's crazy. Just sure. sit and get IR'd. Like there's no sense in dragging it out. Just keep practicing like you're gonna play. Just That's rehab. That's Bengals' fault. Like, yeah, they played a man down the whole year. Yeah, exactly. They could have added a lot of talent from anywhere else in the league. There's a reason they're. I don't. I don't think that uh, they would have gotten any better talent on their team <laughs> had they put them on IR. So I think I think AJ Green was a hail mary and. Unfortunately, if you drafted him, I mean, it's it is what it is. You're just kind of stuck yeah. in that position. So we'll jump into some bold predictions going into Championship Week. I would not take any of this seriously, but these are educated guests uh, that we think can happen. So my uh, bold prediction: I've talked about CJ Ham for the last three weeks. I love this guy. <laughs> He's a fullback out and for the Minnesota Vikings. The reason is because when Dalvin Cook's not out on the field and Alexander Madison's not on the field, he's getting six targets a game. The dude's catching passes as a fullback. Mike Boone's a, a good running back, so I would expect him to get a majority of the volume, but I think C.J. Ham could be the best Vikings running back this week. Yeah, if we're going best just in terms of fantasy points, there's a huge possibility that Ham's your battering ram on the goal line. You throw the ball, or you, you not throw the ball, but you hand the ball to him and he just plows his way in and he could get those numbers. If Boone doesn't get the goal line touches, very feasible. Yeah. And he could be the best back with like 2.4 points. Yeah. Like how I hit Darwin. Like <laughs> let's let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm playing Boone in at least a couple leagues. So, All right. Mine is uh, Brashad Perriman is the highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy this week. And he is a league winner. Lego. Legos? Legos. I hope not. Yeah. Um, Chibs and Ball, do you got you got any bold ones you want to yeah. put out there? Yeah. <laughs> I do, actually. Uh, my bold prediction would be Anthony Miller uh, is going to put up three touchdowns. Oh, Ooh. somebody get this in the docket so we have a record. I, right, think, get, yeah, right. I, I think that uh, he's going to get littered with targets, and they're going to be chasing. So Anthony Miller, three tutties. Mark it down. All right. Um, so my bold prediction is Mitchell Trubisky will finish – Top 10 this week. <laughs> because of the three touchdowns he throws to Anthony Miller. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you face Anthony Miller. Chibs is my biggest fan. Lego. <laughs> this would help me out greatly uh, if uh, Anthony Miller gets all three touchdowns because I know if anyone really has been listening since the beginning, me and Scott have a bet on uh, Allen Robinson versus Tyler Lockett. And if, if uh, Anthony Miller is getting three touchdowns, that means Allen Robinson's not getting very many. So let's... We want to win our ESPN league, Craig. All right, we need Allen Robinson to do well. He can still get 15 points, but I need Tyler Lockett. Why don't you go – what's your bold prediction? So Jer- Jerome Boger has uh, the New Orleans game this week, um, and all of us know what Jerome Boger likes to do. He likes to throw the game. Um, and so naturally with what anything has happened to New Orleans in the last 12 months, uh, you're going to see another terrible call against them. Uh, Sean Payton is finally going to lose it and start throwing fists. Um, I would be so happy. That's my full prediction. (laughs) Sean, Sean Payton gets arrested on the NFL field in in front of tens of thousands of people because of Jermaine Boger. Oh, that guy is a bum. Uh, my bro prediction for the week is the bills will beat the Patriots. And eventually, Ooh. to end the season, they will win the AFC East. What a horrible prediction. 
And I think it's a very likely and feasible prediction. Hey, I so guess, so you it. think – so so seriously, though, let, let me ask you a question, right? I know it's a bold prediction, but yeah. do you actually think it will happen? It has an outside chance of happening. It's bold. Yeah, I mean, if you're not scared by the Bills' defense and a little bit troubled by the Patriots' offense, I mean, you're I, lying to me. I am. I am <laughs> or you're lying to yourself. I'm saying they went in, they beat them in Buffalo. In a close game. It was a close game, but it was on the road. Did we have who do we have we, at receiver for that so, game though? So let's let's just let's segue. Know, what, Josh let's, Gordon? Antonio Brown fell. No, we didn't. Was so that that game? Uh, no, I know. I can't remember. I don't think so. Let's segue this into start and sit no. because we have a lot on this game. Yeah. So Scotty, you take your your quarterback start, and we'll be talking about the Bills and Patriots quite a bit. All right. So um, I'm, I had this guy a couple times this year, and it's you know it's been a miss every single time. But Philip Rivers. <laughs> so listen to me now. So, so don't now, take the yeah. advice. <laughs> Philip Rivers. Uh, I mean, if you're in the championship round, I, I doubt you're going to play him because if he's on your team, I don't know how you got there. But you know, you, you, you're playing for a third <laughs> place. All that confidence. Yes, yeah, a third place. Uh, you know, ring some money back. You uh, you should play Philip Rivers. He's play, he's playing Oakland. They give up the uh, second most points to quarterbacks. Pretty sure it's the last home game, right? Yep, yeah, I think so. For the Patriots. For the oh, for the Chargers, yes, for yes, the Chargers. Yes. Um, so you know he's gonna be ch- chucking the ball to Mikey Williams, Keenan Allen, Chop's guy. So uh, he should be able to put up uh, you know th- three hundred yards, three touchdowns, you know easily. Just a standard performance. <laughs> so uh, start him. Trust me. Just, just do it. Just do it. I can see that happening. Honestly, I'm starting uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitz Magic, baby. Um, okay, so we've talked about Fitzmagic quite a bit, and I sat here and I was like, all right, this has to be a cop-out. He's been a top 12 quarterback really the last, like, five, six weeks. He's 29% owned, which means he is less than 29% started, um, and he should be on more championship rosters. Uh, if you're sitting there thinking that, and, and I'll just jump real quick to my quarterback sit, Aaron Rodgers, I would start Fitzpatrick over Rodgers this week, hands down. He plays Cincinnati. The dude's play. He's going to play next year, not for Miami, but for another team, and he needs to make a case. Good time to do it against Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we talked earlier, and I was having my conundrum between Fitzmagic and two other quarterbacks, and I'll, we'll let everybody get there. We can talk about it at the end of the quarterback segment, but – Fitzmagic's a stud. I mean, at least as far as he's probably likely to give you 18 to 20 points a week. Phenomenal Which is beard. good. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. But, Craig, I'll let you get into your... That's not a fell beard, but... Um, we'll go to a clean-shaven guy. Ryan Tannehill has been the guy that I've been following for the last three weeks. I've put him up as my quarterback start. Somehow, he's still on the edge uh, in projected points uh, going into uh, week 16. And what I see from Tannehill in fantasy-wise is... 25 points last week, 28 points the week before, 13, then uh, 32 uh, against Jacksonville, which is a pretty good defense. That was all on 18 pass attempts in that game. So there are points that he's going to be giving to all of the fantasy owners because of what kind of trend that they've been going on. Now, you're going to say that, you know, New Orleans has a pretty decent um, defense, so you're not going to see a lot of. Uh, points out of him this week so there's a lot of people that are kind of down on him but let me tell you this 
three out of the last five weeks, the defense has allowed over 300 passing yards to Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, who's had a bad season, Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't really put up a lot of yards many weeks. Uh, he had They had that shootout game two weeks ago. So fantasy points are to be had in this game, and Tannehill's going to be able to get his. And uh, off of that, um, I'm starting A.J. Brown for my wide receiver start of the week. Um at first, I thought this was a cop-out, but then I saw he's only 78% owned in Yahoo leagues and 57% started. A.J. Brown is the um, wide receiver one in fantasy football the last three weeks, the last four weeks, actually. So if he is not in your lineup now, if, if you look at him and you, you see, all right, this guy is not, you know, I didn't draft this guy to be a top three receiver on a team. Forget that mindset. Start A.J. Brown with all the confidence in the world. With Tannehill, they're both going to have a great game against uh the saints it should be a shootout yeah and uh back to quarterbacks my quarterback start of the week is jimmy garoppolo i've picked him a bunch of times this season he's panned out sometimes he's not worked out as well other times but this week he's playing the rams and the rams are just not a good passing defense they're actually not a great rushing defense either there's not a very good defense and if you look at jimmy garoppolo through the course of the season he's almost given you a bad game and then a good game and then a bad game and then a good game all the way down the line. And he flip-flopped a couple times in there. But more or less, he's inconsistent and then he bounces back. So last week, he only put up 12.6 points against the Atlanta defense, who he probably should have had a lot more points against. I think he comes out and looks to make a statement this week against the Rams to say, hey, listen, I am a valid quarterback. I'm startable in fantasy. That might not be at the forefront of his mind, but it works out for us as fantasy players. I think he can easily give you a 22, 23-point game, and that puts you in a good position for the rest of your um for the rest of your league, you know, or for the rest of your, your, your week performance, your week's matchup. Um, flip side, I guess we've got quarterback set of the week guy kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum here. And I hate to do it, but Tom Brady is my quarterback set of the week. He should not be even probably rostered in most leagues, but I want to put it out there. He's not a guy that you can rely on to come in and give you a great performance this week or really hasn't been for a while, but especially facing a tough Buffalo defense I don't think he's gonna have a quarterback one week and, and that at this point if you're in a final you're in a, a championship game you need a quarterback one and there are better guys out there to start than Tom this week and Would hate to say it a, what about in a two-team league a two quarterback two league quarterback. Two, sorry yeah two QB league. yeah two QB he's he's Maybe. startable he's he's fringe but he's startable but right now it's it's tough. I would start a lot of guys. And, over and let me so, so sad to see. So yeah. just real quick, so it's not his fault. It's we have a we have partially. a ton of players <laughs> to talk about in this game specifically, and I know everybody wanted to talk about them from different perspectives. But I think it's a very good time for us to talk about this game in particular and what it means from a fantasy perspective. So I just highlighted all your players. If you have a player in this matchup, let's start talking about it. Um, but I, but I agree. I think Tom Brady uh, from in a two quarterback league is yeah. is fringe worthy, and I think that can lead us and, right into Craig's. And he's well, he's still ninety one percent owned. So even in quarterback one leagues, he's owned. Just don't start him. Like please, ninety one. Ninety one. Well, it's just because the name. Yeah, exactly. And again, we always talk about separating the name from the stats. He's not a startable quarterback. I dropped him like several weeks ago. He's just he just isn't. But yeah, Craig. So so just to highlight the game in general, I know this player is not really on here, but just we're going to go through every single one. Um, but on the, the passing side of it, in, uh, on, the, on the Patriots 
and Julian Edelman's been hurt, but is you know he, with Tom Brady being a sit, is he probably a sit? Obviously, all the other receivers aren't really relevant. So I think yeah, I could be completely fine in saying that Julian Edelman, who has done a lot this year for a lot of teams, is probably going to also be a sit in this game. We're just going to talk about the whole game. I don't know how you guys feel about that as well. I would disagree. I think Edelman's the yeah. one startable receiver um, in the entire matchup because – Tom might throw for 150 yards in a, a touchdown, which is a terrible quarterback week. If Julian gets most of those yardage and the touchdown, yeah, it's a good week for a court, uh, receiver. Right. He needs to catch a, a touchdown, and you're going to be happy with that. And I, I think coming out of the Patriots side, it's James White and Julian Edelman as a fantasy option for you. Yeah, and if you're taking a real flyer, you might grab Nikhil Harry. But at that point, it's like, eh. I don't know. What a Jermaine yeah. Bogers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so on the passing I like that you keep calling him Jermaine when his name is 100% Jerome. <laughs> I don't respect the dude. Twin Screw brother. Screw his name. I'm not even going to learn it. <laughs> so on the passing end on the Buffalo side, uh, we have a lot of sits in this one. Uh, my quarterback sit is Josh Allen. Um, and the reason is pretty apparent. New England has one of the um, you know worst defenses to face if you're a quarterback. Uh, even Patrick Mahomes only got 15 fantasy points. So they, they've been shutting down quarterbacks all year. I think the only one realistically that's – or the only two, I guess, that have been good are both semi-running quarterbacks. Um, they both got a touchdown on the ground anyway. Lamar Jackson and uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, and then outside of that, everyone's have been absolutely terrible. Josh Allen himself hasn't really even done that great the last couple of weeks. Uh, putting up 17 to Pittsburgh, which is, you know, it's okay, but he had 139 passing yards. That's really not that great. Um, he's only had a touchdown in the last three weeks, 10 fantasy points against Baltimore. So I really don't see a lot from Josh Allen in this one. And I'm going to pair that with the his number one wide receiver, which if you haven't been paying attention to quarterback, cornerbacks all season long, Stephon Gilmore, who just made the Pro Bowl, is the best one. He is going to shut down one guy. He is or has been doing that all season. So John Brown is is my uh, bonus sit this week. John Brown is also my sit this week. My wide receiver sit. Me and Craig didn't know that we had the same one until we started the podcast. But it just kind of shows that we both agree that you know he's been good all year, but he's a tough start this week against the best cornerback in the entire league. I mean, Gilmore has more touchdowns than he's let up. I think all season so he's going to shut down one guy and it's going to be the best receiver which is john brown and we've got jc jackson on the other side who has a lower uh quarterback rating against than stefan gilmore who's getting all the accolades because of the picks and the pick sixes yeah good luck so and i i just want to while we're talking about the wide receivers because there's positionally we can kind of break up in this matchup um we talked about Julian Edelman being startable. Baldy, you said that you may actually start Cole Beasley. So why don't you talk about that? I didn't say I would start Cole Beasley, but I said if I, if you if you <laughs> had if you had to start a Bills wide receiver, you said that yes, you would lean yes. Cole Beasley over John Brown. Yes, I would, and that's and because, specifically for the reason that we've been talking about. Yes, correct, because he's running more predominantly in the slot. He's not the number one target. He's going to be you know running around on. on in motion and, and kind of getting different types of matchups. And, and he's kind of that guy, I think, for the Bills all season that's got those big catches against those tough defenses. And uh, I could see that being true for against the Pats. I mean, I could see him scoring a touchdown, you know, five for 56 in a TD or something like that. Yeah, that's that. a good fantasy. Yeah, so. and, and you, you yeah. give me Cole Beasley down 
matched up against Kyle Van Noy, Dante Hightower, even Jamie right. Collins, Alandon Roberts, I take Cole Beasley. You, you He's can a run good a, you route can, runner. You can run a slant in front of those guys yeah. and catch a ball. He can run himself open, too. I mean, but, but again, I wouldn't play him because his floor is yeah. know, like two, yeah. one. Legitimately, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he got shut out, you know? Right. To add on to that as well, John Jones, the slot corner for the Patriots, is also out this week. Oh, goodness. He's got a He's, UFC yeah. match. Yeah, and we'll see. And we'll see. I mean, and, and Josh Allen has to be standing to, th- to throw the ball. So let's talk, let's talk about the next position. Scotty, take us into your next bonus Devin sit into this matchup. Devin Singletary yep. on the Bills. The Pats D is good. Sit the whole Bills squad. Honestly, yeah, I, I wouldn't start any Bills receiver, running back, or quarterback. I mean, Dawson Knox maybe, but I'm just kidding. I wouldn't start Dawson Knox. But Singletary is going up against the Patriots. I mean, he gets – He's been getting some volume, but he's been losing touches to Gore, especially around the goal line. So if he's not even going to get goal line work, I don't see him being productive at all this week. He might get you, you know, the five to six range. But for a player like him, who is probably your RB2 or a high flex play, um, I look elsewhere. Take the the flip side. The The bonus set is So uh, my bonus set is Sony Michelle and Dallas will go after because this is his um start but Sonny michelle if he's not getting a touchdown he's not doing anything in the world um i mean yeah he can fall over for a touchdown but i see this being of course a bigger james white week and we saw last week rex burkhead is is looks like he's fully healthy he was he was a lot more productive last week than michelle so i think it's going to be a game where they do want to win and it's going to be closer and i think if you want to win you don't have michelle in the game yeah, and I, I do agree with you in the sense that I think Michelle is touchdown dependent. I just think that he's going to grab maybe two goal line scores when you see the uh, Patriot offense kind of stall out close to the goal line, and you're just going to see them hammer it because if we can't give a jump ball or a, a kind of a, a go-get-open route to Nikhil Harry down there, Edelman's going to be blanketed, and it's going to have to come from somebody else. And it very well could be James White who catches the ball and scampers in, but I think if we're within you know four, three, four yards – Sony Michelle is going to hammer the ball. We're going to go back to what we did last year with a lot of success, and even the year before with like Gillis Lee and stuff, and just hammer the ball. There's no Devlin, of course, but you've seen a Landon Roberts in there. He's making nice blocks, and I think we're 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 right on the line of seeing Michelle just kind of have one of those two or three touchdown games down the stretch in the season, and hopefully that pays off for my bonus start. Yeah, and the I mean the Pats are more likely to give Sony the touchdown at the goal line than they are James White. So if he falls falls forward, I mean it's it's a good hit. And the reason that I wanted to go through this this way is we've been talking about play the guys who have gotten you to the championship. All of these guys are likely late round draft picks or free agent pickups that have gotten you there. John Brown has been amazing. Devin Singletary has been real good. Sony Michelle Josh has Allen. been spotty. Josh Allen has been a top 10 yeah. quarterback. And you did not draft long, him. Like- and you didn't draft him. But here we are in championship week and they have very, very tough matchups and chibs had mentioned this on a pot on it a podcast for the the walker league you knew by week five you were going to be in a in a favorable position so you started looking ahead and i I think this is a good highlight of that totally when you i mean when you have a record and you start looking at it like all right i might have a shot at the championship you want to start looking at your matchups um for the playoffs and plan accordingly um, make some trades to get the favorable matchups for sure. And right. the, the one guy we don't have on here at all that I 
was kind of hoping to see, and I'm kind of skipping ahead here, is Lev Bell. Like, what do you do with a Lev Bell this week with Pittsburgh if you looked ahead and you saw that? It's a, we said we were going to talk about this too, right? Yeah. yeah. So I just want to throw it out here because nobody picked him for anything, and he's – I'd so sit him. Me and – I would – Me and – Start him. Dallas had this conversation before, you know, the whole – he did nothing last week. He was a sit of Craig's, yeah. and we all agreed, and – um. Yeah, okay. I'm good now. Anyways, uh, LaBell, he's a tough start. I mean, people think, you know, revenge game. But I was telling Dell, I was like, who, is the, who has the more revenge game? Is it LaBell or is it, or is it the Pittsburgh Steelers who want to shut LaBell down saying, hey, you left us. Look at what we can do to you. And this actually might be a, a good game for James Conner because they can say, look what we have, and we don't need you at all. So rumors have it that Pittsburgh wanted Lev back. At some point, I, I I think that I think that Lev has a lot to prove. I don't think that Adam Gase gives a crap. I, I think that he's and just going to sit there and say too. that's a huge point. I yeah. don't care, but I still think that in a championship week, you play your best healthy players. I think Lev Bell is still a top ten running back. And and I think I've talked about it a bunch of times in the past. If you sit Lev Bell and he goes out and puts up twenty points, you are kicking yourself until next season. Right. If if you play him and he gives you eight, you're like, well, you know what? I made the right call. So and and so and here's 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 a good question. We can go around the table. Lev Bell or DeAndre Washington? We've gotten a ton of DeAndre Washington calls, and I'm leaning Lev Bell one hundred percent. Hundred percent Lev Bell. Sorry, I skipped my turn at the table. Lev Bell. Yeah. In that situation, I would go Le'Veon Bell as well. So this past week, there was a situation where he's been talking about he wants more. Um, you know, opportunity and, you know, I'll be able to, to do more with the opportunity. I have an opposite take. He had 21 touches this week where that was just one under than the two weeks before that. And he still only managed about the same amount of fantasy points as he did when he played against Cincinnati, which has been pretty terrible. Granted, it was Baltimore. It's a tough defense. Um, but I also look at Pittsburgh almost the same way. I he had his Bell had his most rushing yards on the season at 87. Prior to that, it was 70. He has not broken over 100. He has not gone a touchdown in the last three weeks. I don't have a lot of trust in Lev Bell, and I'm looking elsewhere. Would I play DeAndre Washington over him? No, but I'm still not looking at Lev Bell with confidence. Right in this situation, I feel like you have to go Lev Bell. You probably drafted him in the first or second round. Um, compared to DeAndre Washington, where you picked him up off your waivers in the last week or so. So I think you have to go Lev Bell. Um, and there's something about revenge games, right? Like he's going against Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh has a really stout run defense, but I don't know. Something about revenge games. I think you roll the dice with Lev Bell here. Yeah, you get in the locker room and you got, you're got the running back, you got your offensive line there, and you're like, let's go, boys. Let's get pumped up. Give me some yards. It so, feels a little different. Lev Bell or Mostert? Whoo! Mostert. Uh, Mostert, yeah. Yeah, Mostert. So that yeah, means Lev Bell. I'm, I'm going Mostert. So you think Mostert's a top ten running back? I think that I think that Mostert's a top ten running back. Yes. Okay. Mostert has a better chance of getting in the end zone. I think for sure. I think Lev Bell would get more. Is going to get more touches overall, but. Touches don't always lead to yards, I, I especially think, in the Jets' offense. And yeah. I think Lev is is very likely to hit that twelve to fifteen range where he's going to be your borderline RB one, RB two. I think that Moster could very easily hit bottom RB one, meaning twelve to eight, eight to twelve, and and I think that's where Moster could hit. I could be wrong about that, but 
Um, Mostert's hot right now. He's got the backfield. He's gone double digits the last four weeks. Um, he's got a touchdown in the last four weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have we have quite a bit of starting sits to get through real quick. Yeah. So, Tom, you want to take us a, back into your quarterback that a, sit? Yeah. That was a uh, that was a listener question that we had. I think on on Lev Bell. Um, but we talk about people who have brought you there. I can guarantee you, Aaron Rodgers has not brought you to a championship. And Aaron Rodgers, is my quarterback sit. Uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't gone over 20 points since week eight. And the last time that he played the Minnesota Vikings, he scored 14 points. I can go name 12 better quarterbacks that can get you more points than that. Name them. <laughs> don't. Please no, don't. Just please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you have Aaron Rodgers, I would highly encourage you to look out uh, at your free agency and see what else is out there. Look for a Phillip Rivers, a Fitzmagic, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo. Look for guys like that to go ahead and insert them over Aaron Rodgers. Don't count on him to be who he was um, because who he is is not a, a fantasy starting quarterback. So, Scotty. All right, my quarterback sit is uh, Jacoby Brissett. Last week he played the Saints. Um, you know, that was a big matchup that he, you know he's going to do well, and he just completely sucked. 165 yards, no touchdowns, not even a pick or anything like that. He has not been a startable quarterback um, since week seven. I know he's been hurt for, for a week and a half. Um, but week 14, 22 points, that's a great week. After that and before that, 16, 13, 14, 7, 2, 9. Like, these are numbers you don't want. You can't win with those numbers. And I know everyone was excited to start the season. He led the NFL in passing touchdowns. He was on pace to beat it. But he has fallen off a cliff. Um, I know he has T.Y. back, but I don't think that's enough to make him a top 12 quarterback, especially in championship week when last week he – Probably lost you the uh, game. Yeah, I was gonna say you said seven two nine. That's probably why you're no longer talking about a championship because of him. If you played him, but Scott, you're running yeah, back I'll, start I'll go, on the same right team. Start. Uh, <laughs> so, Marlon Mack is my start. Um, I think this is a a bigger run game than anything. Uh, Carolina is the worst defense in the NFL against the run. So if there's a game that Marlon Mack, you know, has another. 100-plus rushing yard game and a touchdown, it's against Carolina, and I think he's here to prove something because he's been hurt and then has pretty two pretty bad games the last two weeks. So if he's on your team and you made the championship, play him um, with confidence as an RB2. Yeah, and I'm starting Adrian Peterson this week. So um, I really ho- – I, I feel like we have all sat at the table and said, do not – drop Adrian Peterson we may have had a very big discussion 50-50 split on what to do with Adrian Peterson when Darius Geis got there but we talked about Darius Geis being very injury prone you now have the opportunity to put Adrian Peterson in to your lineup who has been solid all year long against tough matchups as the only running backs on a Washington Redskins team that is starring Dwayne Haskins as their quarterback Adrian Peterson is wants to be in the league next year. He's going to run hard. He's going to get the ball. He's going to give you fantasy points. Who's he playing? Giants? Giants. I need to look it up, Giants. man. Giants. And, that, yeah. and that's why you started. I, I honestly, yeah. I, I'm looking at this purely from just a talent perspective, too. If you have the ability to give Adrian Peterson the ball 18 to 22 times a game, I don't care who he's playing. He's putting up fantasy points. Yeah, it, it's a divisional matchup, too. I feel like a lot of stuff. Uh, I, was, I wanted to make Adrian Peterson my start as well, but saw you had him. Um, the divisional matchups are going to be, you know, more, you know, kind of ground down. So, 
Uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, I would say, a lot less points, so a lot more running game. Um, going into my running back start, I have Tariq Cohen uh, this week. He is not going to get you uh, a, a high number um, uh, for, like, RB1 numbers, but Tariq Cohen is going to be able to at least get you a lot of touches this week, where last time, uh, last week he had 15 uh, touches on the season. I think that's a season high. And they're playing Kansas City, which is a team that obviously is going to be getting a lot of points. And so Chicago is going to have to catch up to that. Um, so, you know, as Baldy had said earlier, Anthony Miller is going to get three touchdowns. I think there is going to be touchdowns to be had on Chicago's side. And I feel like a lot of the playing time and touches that Tariq Cohen has been getting recently, I think finally you're going to be able to play him. There's going to be some situations, some teams out there in the finals that have to play a guy in the flex that you're really not so sure about. And Tariq Cohen's been someone that's been sitting on your bench all year. And I feel like this week you're, you'd be able to play him with confidence. Um, you know, I personally uh, may be the only one saying it, but I, w- I would probably put, play Tariq Cohen over Lev Bell. But that that's that's everyone else is against me on that one. Um, but I think I, that the same amount of touches and what... Shotguns, yeah. baby! I think we'll all take Lev Bell. You take uh, Tariq you take Cohen. Tariq. I, I was just All right, looking, fine. I was I, whoa. I was just looking it up. Uh, Chicago has scored over thirty points twice. <laughs> yeah, it's, and then you got a pencil in Anthony Miller's three and touchdowns. That's twenty-one right touchdowns. there. They had, well, the thing is, is last week they had thirteen and he had fifteen touches. No, no. Um, you know, he's ten, a better ten play. targets. He's a better so, play than David Montgomery, I think. Yes, I think that's I think that's that's fair. That's at least a, a good question. They're both run six I, points so, a game. So this so this next one, I think both Chibs and Corey can talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, Chibs, you want to take the lead here? Well, I, I mean, it was your. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you can jump right in. He's yeah. So <laughs> hey, right into the fire, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one really affects my team um, with Dalvin Cook being one of the pivotal players on my team. Um, not knowing what Dalvin Cook's injury is going to entail for the game. I think right now he's questionable. Um, and unfortunately, it's a Monday night game. So it's a little risky. But I think it seems like he's probably not going to play. Um, I know they are playing for the division. But it's probably best to rest him because they're going to make the playoffs. So I think Madison or Mike Boone. Also, like, who knows which one's going to start? I don't know. What do you think, Corey? Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the Monday night thing. If Madison it, – it's a huge question mark. So if if, if Dalvin Cook's not going to play and you don't know that he's not going to play until Monday, you have to have either Madison or Mike Boone or you have another Viking or Packer player in your flex to replace him with. Chip, you cracking a beer? Do you want to – Oh, yeah, cracking a beer here. <laughs> Got a real one this time. <laughs> that was a uh, that was a very awkward. There transition. we go. But I think I think the I think the conversation is very unique in the sense that your championship week you have a guy that you likely drafted in the second round, Dalvin Cook, who helped you get to the cha- the um, championship. He's saying he's going to play. The team's saying he's not going to play. His handcuff, who we've been harping on you to pick up all season, is also questionable. And it's a Monday night game. And they're, like, they're questionable have- with injuries that can reoccur at any moment. So Cook's got a shoulder. He runs hard. That's an easy re-injury risk. If he falls down wrong, I know you mentioned it before, Chibs, on the last podcast. Yeah. If you fall wrong on it, you're out. See you later. Madison, same thing. He's got an ankle. If you just take a wrong step, Madison's out. So if you're the Cook owner, you're hoping that you went out and picked up Mike Boone and that Madison sits. 
Because if Madison plays, you don't know if it's a 50-50 between Madison and Boone. You got C.J. Ham thrown in the mix. You, It's so risky to play Madison if – or to play either one of them, Madison or Boone, if yeah. they're both healthy. All right, so I'm going to derail the conversation. Please do. What else is new? Devin Singletary, Sony Michelle, or Mike Boone? Mike Boone. If if Madison doesn't play. so yeah, So we're under the assumption that Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison are both sitting. Mike Boone on Monday night. Mike Herman Boone. R.I.P. Sony Michelle or Devin Singletary. So here's the thing. It's a really favorable matchup, right? They're going against Green Bay, who is, I think they're like ranked second against the run. Um, so that's a great matchup. Um, and that's like, that relates back to what we said about Lev Bell, right? Like you drafted Dalvin Cook really early. And if Dalvin Cook actually plays and you sit him, he might have a great game. So there's a lot of risk with these Vikings running backs, but there's a like there's a lot to gain here too because it's such a great matchup. And I and the reason I ask is because I think a lot of people are likely sitting there saying I have Devin Singletary and Sony Michelle. I also had Dalvin Cook. I had these guys. I'm going to play Sony or Devin Singletary over them because of the reasons that we've already listed off. I would much rather Mike Boone in this situation, knowing where Madison's status is. Throw one more monkey wrench. If they go into Monday night with a questionable status and you don't have Mike Boone, but you have Alexander Madison or you have Dalvin Cook. If you have Dalvin Cook, they go in questionable status. It's a very hard – I think this is one of the biggest decisions going into championship week is if you don't know what that player is doing by Sunday, you have a very hard decision to make. You need to have your eyes peeled to see if B.C. Johnson or Irv Smith Jr. or even Kyle Rudolph maybe are available and you can slot these guys in your flex. Yep. Because if those very guys are sitting point. there, you very can you can point. be safe. Safe-ish. You grab a guy who has the opportunity to get you a touchdown. If you don't have that available, if you're in a deep league, you need you can't wait till Monday for these guys. If they tell you you're not playing, you're putting a zero up, and yeah. that's that's a and that's a league killer that in championship. No. Um. All right. So and and I think that's an awesome point. So let's let's keep moving on. So jump into your running back set. Jump into this preble. From Four River Brewing Company, it's a raspberry sour. I've never tried it. You Could have be the fruitiest beers. So I was in Pat Bev the other day. I was in Pat Bev the other day. I had one called the Peach Smoothie and the Berry Smoothie, and I was, dude, I was just feeling fruity, so I got them all. I like that smoothie though. They're wicked good. This one's like red. Look at this. Straight up red. It's red. It's red. The other one had the berry smoothie. One was like purple. But uh, so running back sit. Sorry. Um, I've got Kenyon Drake. I know he just put up 37 points. He had four touchdowns. I just want to caution you. He's not going to do that again. He's playing Seattle. They're not the greatest defense in the world. They're not the worst. They're really like middle of the road. I think they're 19th ranked against the run or something like that. I just don't think in a divisional matchup in a game where I expect them to be losing that the Seattle Seahawks are going to let Kenyon Drake run wild and get even one touchdown this week. I think he's going to get locked up. You're going to see him have a bad week. If he's in your lineup, he's going to kill you. I'm not playing him under any circumstance. Yeah, I, I think um, Kenny Drake's my bonus sit. Um, four touchdowns equates to 26 fantasy points, which, which means if he doesn't get the touchdowns, he's got 13 points. He, he ended up running the ball for 22 yards, uh, 22 times for 137 yards. I'm not saying that Kenny Drake's a bad 
running back. I think that he's a better option than most running backs out there. If you put Kenyon Drake out there and say, I'm winning my league because of Kenyon Drake, I think you need to temper your expectations. I don't think that Kenyon Drake is coming close to over 18 points this week. I will say this. So I have Kenyon Drake on my team. Um, I'm going to start him. I feel like I almost have to start him. We're also a two-flex league. so Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that totally would be Kenyon Drake's style to go out there and have a 37, 38-point game and then to totally lay an egg and just let you down. So it is a little risky, but if you are in a two-flex league – I think you definitely roll him out. If you're in a one flex league, I think you can roll him out there, but that would be Drake's style to let you down. But I you're not, you're in, and, and so I think we're all in agreement here. You're starting Drake over Buffalo running backs, over New England running backs. Kansas Craig, City. I'd even start him over Tariq. Um, there's still people <laughs> that I'm starting Drake over. Um, well, but do that too, yeah. you need to temper your expectations. I mean, based on my things, I would start Sony Michelle over Kenyon Drake, but that, yeah, that's just me. I yeah, mean, I would, I would probably start <laughs> Tom. <Drake> over Kel- <laughs> All right, so we're pa- we're passing Pass around down. Corey's oh, beer. Hey. So we're down. passing around Corey's beer. Oh it, my it's, god, it's it's very it's very good. Um, either sour, tart, however you want to call no, that's it. A, that's a bre- that's a that's a breakfast beer. You like wake up and have that with a bowl of cereal. Right, exactly. <laughs> Is that called oh, alcoholism? <laughs> Um, um, all right. Yeah. I'm so I'm going to get into my running back sit, which I'll start off with a Kia Aura. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. And uh, so my running back sit yeah. is a player I have had no faith in all season. Um, in the beginning of the year, I really liked him. I, I, I wanted him on my team. But as the year has gone on, especially the back half of the season, I have no trust in him whatsoever. James Conner. Uh, this week, uh, you know, you guys were talking about the revenge game with Lev Bell. Maybe Pittsburgh playing him a lot to, you know, sh- show or do anything to, you know, prove to Lev Bell that they don't need him. I, I mean, a-, a coach like Mike Tomlin really doesn't give a shit about that. And but my thing is, is this: he he had that AC joint injury this year that had brought left him out for a lot of the game, uh, a lot of the games in the back half. And one of the games, he even came in and then left right away. So that trust is, is an issue with me. And on top of that, guess who has the least yards um, y- uh, yards average against for, for defense this who? year? The New York Jets. 3.3. For some odd reason, I wouldn't have expected it, but the Jets have the best rushing defense in the NFL right now in yards per per attempt it's because they drafted a defensive tackle they didn't need but and he's fantastic <laughs> and, you know what? He, and he's only played really half the season with these numbers uh, and cj mosley was was there for only you know eight games of the season and and they've allowed the second least uh rushing yards on the entire season uh low uh, touchdowns. so i don't see a lot for james connor at all this week um if anything in this game you know there might even be more passing than i, I think a lot of people think uh so james connor's my set yeah, um, <clears throat> this this translates to uh, Dalvin Cook. AC injuries are brutal for a running back. You can get hit and your shoulder goes completely out. Uh, and it's hard to hold the football when that happens. Uh, my sit is a guy who has a, uh, a degenerative knee uh, at the age of 24 or 25. Um, Todd Gurley, uh, he carried the ball something like... 15 times last week for 20 yards. He got a touchdown and a two-point conversion, which is great. I mean, that's good for fantasy. 
those are not good numbers. I've said this. I feel like a majority of the season that uh, Sean McVay does not care about your fantasy team. He cares about winning championships. Todd Gurley is a very, very talented running back. However, the Rams don't care to use him until they can win a championship with him. I think you need to sit him this week. Yeah, I agree. Scott, you uh, oh you're, you hit your yeah. Running we, back sit, so, so we get we get Scott's uh, RB sit was Devin Singletary. I think Cobbs, you're gonna come in. Wide receiver starts. Yeah, so for my wide receiver start, I'm gonna go with Mike Williams uh, from the Chargers. I think that Chargers Raiders game is gonna be a shootout. Um, the Raiders have been allowing a lot of receptions for like 20 plus yards, and that. It's just a recipe for a success for Mike Williams, who gets a lot of long targets. Um, and recently, in the past like three weeks, he's been getting more and more targets. Um, and I think Philip Rivers is going to bounce back this week and going to have a good game. Uh, DK Metcalf is my wide receiver start. Um, I really think there's a changing of the tide going on over in Seattle. I know that Lockett uh, looked good last week. But DK Metcalf was the one who ended up scoring the touchdown. And touchdowns mean so much in fantasy. You can go three for 32 in a touchdown, and you are one of the better uh, fantasy wide receivers on the, on the uh, week. Uh, and DK Metcalf gets the privilege of playing Arizona. So I, I would start DK Metcalf with uh, a lot of confidence. I mean, he's 89% owned. It's, it's likely that he is started everywhere. Um, I would start DK Metcalf over a couple of our other fringe-worthy uh, wide receiver running back starts in a flex position. Uh, I, I expect big things of DK this week. But So my wide receiver start is Michael Gallup. Uh, this week they take on Philadelphia, who has allowed a lot of fantasy points all season to all wide receivers. And Michael Gallup, I feel like, fits the mold of, you know, someone who's may not get all the targets, but he's going to be able to run some deep routes, intermediate routes, you know, have uh, a lot of bit, of, a lot of opportunity in situations where plays have broken down. Um, and when you look back at what Philadelphia has faced and, you know, uh, wide receivers that have really done well against them, um, those are those types of players uh, with Terry McLaurin. Uh, with Darius Slayton, with Devonta Parker, all of them I feel like are in the same, similar mold of what Michael Gallup can do. Um, and obviously with the points to go around, even with a minimum of, say, you know, six, seven targets, I think Michael Gallup will be able to be just fine this week. Uh, if anything, you know, he can get you a touchdown and get about 15, 16 fantasy points. Uh, so that's my wide receiver start. And Corey? Yeah, I've got my wide receiver start as Debo Samuel, and I should have touched on him when I was talking about <clears throat> Jimmy G as my quarterback start, but Really all the same reasons. He's playing the Rams. Uh, not a huge week last week, but the whole offense was kind of down against the Atlanta defense for whatever reason that might be. But um, I think he has a big bounce back week. Same conversation as Jimmy G. So just rewind the track for about uh, 20 minutes and you'll get back to that. Um, and to my wide receiver sit, a little bit more controversial probably. I got Kenny Galladay as my sit this week. I just don't think... Since you saw him have a big week against um, Minnesota, which was impressive, but then he had a real bad week last week. He had like 5.6 points or something like that. Um, I think seeing Marvin Jones get IR'd hurts him big time. Not really having Matt Stafford back there hurts him big time. 
and really the game flow is going to hurt him a lot. He also draws a tough matchup with Denver, who just got blown out by Kansas City. They'll be looking for a big bounce back week to make a statement and say, hey, we're not a we're not a layup, we're not a pushover team. We still have a good defense, even though our offense still struggles. Kenny Galladay, I don't think, gets you even eight points this week, which makes him not startable in fantasy, especially in a championship week. Craig, you want to hit your wide receiver sit? Yeah, so uh, my wide receiver sit is Jamison Crowder. Um, I don't think that you're going to see what you saw last week. Uh, one of those touchdowns that he ended up getting was, um, you know, kind of in garbage time. Um, before that, Crowder really wasn't doing too, too much. Uh, he did have a long stretch this season where he's done a lot. But, you know, even before that, when he had, you know, seven targets and only turned it into four fantasy points, nine targets turned it into one. Uh, so I, I don't see, and those were against Miami and Cincinnati, some pretty easy matchups. Um, you know, last week I feel like was an anomaly. Unfortunately, you know, his fantasy season is really kind of taking a hit. Um, and this week, you know, against Pittsburgh, which is middle of the pack, you know, in the secondary, they're, they're still not going to, um, you know, show up for, for Jamison Crowder. Uh, so this week, I am saying no on him. I would say more more towards Robbie Anderson type of wide receivers uh, on that team. You know, things more more deep, if anything, if, if they can get something going. I really don't project a lot for the Jets this week, but that's just me. Uh, so we're going to head on over to uh, – did you get to Kenny Galladay? Yeah, we're going to Tom. Yeah, with, we're uh, about, yeah so I'm, I'm on Adam Thielen. I got Adam Thielen as a sit <clears> – <throat> I feel like this is obvious, but I read an article today where they were like, Adam Thielen might play in Week 16. Everybody be happy. You shouldn't be happy that Adam Thielen's playing. Uh, This is a team that is going to the playoffs. They want to run the football, and they have a healthy Stephon Diggs. Kyle Rudolph's been okay. Irv Smith Jr.'s been okay. Why rush Adam Thielen back onto the field? And Adam Thielen's already proven that he's come onto the field far too early than his his body would like him to do. I cannot trust Adam Thielen in my championship. To win a championship, you trusted Adam Thielen at the beginning of the year to get you there. He helped get you there at the beginning of the season. He didn't help you get there at the end. Don't trust Adam Thielen going into your into your championship week. Um and so we're going to jump over to the bonus starts. Scotty. Yeah, so my bonus start is Brashad Perriman. Mainly, there's no one else there in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiving court. Mike Evans is gone. Chris Goblin's gone. Um, Scotty Miller's even gone. So Perriman is the only one left with a bunch of guys from the practice squad that they just signed. Uh, Justin Watson? <laughs> you can't right. get off of him, huh? Watson's <laughs> there. Sure, okay. He I mean, as a sleeper last week. Watson can get a touchdown, sure, but Perriman can get three. Yeah, exactly. it doesn't matter. Uh, Winston is going to throw the ball like he's done all year. I know they've been saying they want to r- r- run the ball more, but I don't think that's an option. They want to pass the ball. They're good at passing the ball. Um, he's a he's a guy that's just going to get downfield. He's very fast. He's going to catch one or two touchdowns probably 100 yards so start him with confidence yeah, yeah. I, you beat me to it but i honestly could say I, I can't remember what your bold prediction was but i could see perryman being the best start of all of the starts that we talk about tonight all right yeah and i, I wanted to actually kick this over to baldy because you were trying to get richard perryman in our league and fell just short five dollars short and and here's and here's the reason why I want to bring it up. It is a perfect example of championship week ball out. 
Like, go get the guy that you want. So you saw something, Richard Perryman, that you wanted, but you just didn't ball out for it. Yeah, because I don't 100% trust that you'll see last week what, or you'll see this week what you got last week in Brashad Perriman. When he started last week, he was the number two in that in that wide receiver set with Chris Godwin being the number one. And yeah, he got a lot of targets, but they, were, they threw the ball a ton. I mean, Jameis Winston had back-to-back weeks, like historic type weeks, 450 or over 400 yards passing or over 450 passing. I think it was something like something ridiculous, right? I just don't see him repeating that. And like Perriman's the only guy out there other than OJ Howard, who's a corpse. Basically, like he's just a ghost. Maybe he's still young, but he's like a ghost. Um, I know Scotty loves him, but the dude doesn't like. I, he's, he should be good, but he's not. So I just see Perriman, you know, getting a lot more attention this week. And and I didn't want to just splurge on. I didn't want to splurge on him, you know. And like, <laughs> so so because I, I, I didn't know if I'd start him. To be quite honest, like he, he wasn't a guy that I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a plug and play for me. I just a lot of fancy experts may say that, but I just. No, and I, and I I just think it's a good it's a good uh, idea that going into into championship week, you can't carry over fab, right? Like you, no, you, you can't. and just just shoot your fucking load in somebody's eye, uh, and and you know get the guy that you want. Yeah, I mean I kind of misunderestimate uh, underestimate. Well, I mean that's happen. Tully's fault. So Tully, who you listen? Yeah, I I beat Tully and he's playing for third place and he drops ten bucks on Paramin. Uh, I looked commissioner at, note. I looked at Chib's roster. He didn't really need a, a a wide receiver, so I only put five bucks on him. I figured I'd keep the money just in case I could throw a couple dollars here and there at a guy just to make sure Chibs couldn't get him later in the week, potentially. Um, it backfired, but whatever. Like My bonus start of the week anyways isn't Brashard Perryman. It's Anthony Miller. Um, last week at Green Bay in a cold environment, uh, they only put up 13 points. He still got 15 targets. Um, he turned that into over 100 yards and, and a touchdown, and I, I just – don't see how he won't get a lot of targets this week, especially when they're playing against Kansas City. They're playing at home. Um, you know, I, I just see it being a higher scoring game in terms of the Kansas City side where they're going to be chasing and they're going to be throwing. So. Bold, bold prediction was Anthony Miller's getting three touchdowns. Bonus start is Anthony Miller. He might Listen, be in this my. Is, he, this is an all-in Anthony Miller he, week, baby. He might, <laughs> he might be in my fantasy lineup this week. <laughs> I might I might try and take that advice on that. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. You should, uh, yeah, well, I agree. But anyway, Craig. So uh, my bonus start this week is T. Y. Hilton. Uh, all season long, he has not played, and he well shouldn't say all season, but uh, for the majority of the back half of the season, he has not p- played. And T. Y. Hilton the last week only had twenty nine, yep, twenty nine snaps. Um, coach had already talked about the fact that they need to get him more snaps. Indianapolis is still in the playoff picture, so they are going to start to work him, uh, you know, more into the game and more in uh, to the actual strategy for the Colts. And I think that with what he was previously showing as 70 snaps, 60 snaps, which is double the amount that he had last week where he got five fantasy points, he's going to be able to produce what he was producing at one point in the season, which was an average of double-digit fantasy points. So I'm pretty confident in T.Y. Hilton this week. So, you know, t- take that for what you will. He's going to get his snaps. You know, he is the number one target in Indianapolis. So that that's my start. Yeah, and the uh, final... Cloud candy. Cloud candy. <laughs> <laughs> 
the uh, the final thing we have to go here is my bonus hit, which is Jarvis Landry. He's playing Baltimore. They're great. Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, no matter who you end up matched up on, you're not going to have a good week. Also, Baker Mayfield stinks. The Browns stink. Don't bother. Uh, tight end. Start. Top shelf fantasy selection. Yeah, so we're going with Hollister this week against Arizona. Love it. Um, Jacob. I, you know, Jacob Hollister. Uh, tight end is pretty desolate, and we're trying to pick guys outside of the top 12 that you can kind of plug and play and stream. Hollister, I think, is kind of on that fringe. I think a majority of teams probably have him, uh, but I, I would start him over some other. Higby, a sit at 69% is nice, nice dude. Very it's nice. Nice. He's just That's a, t- a nice sit. Higby's got a tough matchup against the Niners. It's a, it's a tough one. And he's been a killer the last four weeks, so I think a lot of people are thinking about playing him. You, you shouldn't. It's not All a right. good start. So we're going to get into sleepers in dart throws. And um, Chibs and Baldy, have you guys thought about this at all? Yeah. Okay, you guys have like a sleeper and a dart throw? Not really. Not really. All right. But. If you can, if you Get can come me. up, if yeah. you can come up with one, we'll 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 take you guys last. So sure, we'll. So I'm gonna start with my sleeper. And Scotty said last week of of podcasts of fantasy go all out. Darwin Thompson is my sleeper. You want to go for some sort of sleeper, hail mary flex play? Darwin Thompson is the guy that I'm gonna go to. He's not gonna do well, but. You know he's probably going to be better than Sony Michelle. Uh, I love Darwin. I love Darwin Thompson uh, personally. Uh, he caught the ball far too often uh, against the Patriots uh, a couple weeks ago than I would have liked. But I think that's the way the offense wants to use him. It looks like Damian Williams is going to be hurt. If you got to chuck a guy out there, I think Darwin Thompson's not a bad little chuck. All right, my sleeper is O.J. Howard because, like I said, with Perriman, no one else is there. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, top five, <laughs> top five tight end this week. It's funny that Baldy for- foreshadowed that by saying you were in love with the guy yeah. two minutes ago. It, what's awesome about the O.J. Howard? Yeah, right. I in yeah. He's probably going to be playing if there is a wide receiver. <laughs> You did not like that. Corey. It tastes great. It's just so tart. I keep like everything. It's, it's like a stiff lemonade. Who? OJ Howard? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, this Preble. Preble like, raspberry sour. He's like expired milk. <laughs> All right. So my sleeper this week is Nikhil Harry. Um, a lot of people have had um, <clears throat> Corey. Uh, Nikhil Harry on their roster all season. Yeah. And um, I feel like there's a if there's a time to play him. It might be after the fact that they have shown in their offense that they want to get him utilized. He had the most touches this past week with six, two end arounds, four targets, one touchdown on a broken play. If there is anything that the Patriots are going to need to do getting into the playoffs, it is getting going. Uh, you know, getting their talent going. Uh, and Nikhil Harry is their most talented player right now on their offense. So with it being a divisional matchup, I think that he's going to get more snaps this week than he has in the uh, you know all season. I think every game going forward is going to be a season high in snaps. Um, so everything's going to progress. So I think that Nikhil Harry this week could have a very decent week. Whether it's a touchdown, you know, five catches, whatever, there's going to be at least a decent floor. Um, so that's why he's my sleeper. Just uh, one question for you, Craig. Do you think Nikhil Harry is more talented than Julian Edelman? Um. <laughs> 
Come on. Okay, okay. Listen, okay. So here, so here's the thing. I, I'm seeing Scotty and Corey shaking their heads across the across. I will tell you right now, I would be more confident in starting Nikhil Harry than O.J. Howard. No, oh, yeah. Nikhil Harry is so, on the field with a better offense oh, no, and just, a more just, talented quarterback. I was just picking on Craig because he said the right. most talented player on the Patriots offense. Well, oh, so, okay. All right. So I so I missed that. So but he Nikhil, may not. But I want I want I mean, and, I so I want I want everybody to understand these are sleepers. Oh, these yeah. are not starts. We are not trying to sell you on starting these players. So, We're saying these guys wow are, shit luck yeah. that you have. These are likely guys on your bench that could potentially make you happy or lull you to sleep. Right. So our super things all year is, you know, you're playing these guys maybe throughout the season, but championship week, you're probably not. This is why the sleeper article now is kind of, you know, you're not playing these guys to win. And we've been saying, play your best players. These are not your best players. So, so moving on. So what, Corey, what we should what well, we should have done gotta, for sleepers? I gotta answer the question. I, I I may have mistakenly said talent because you're right. Julian Edelman is more talented, but athletic. Yes. Nikhil Harry. And, I, and I, I was gonna say I wouldn't fight Ken, you on. I mean, Kendall Wright's very yeah. athletic. Too. But um, <laughs> I was gonna say what we what we should have done for these sleeper dart throws is pick all guys in the Monday night matchup to say, here's the guys that you could possibly pick up if you have Dalvin Cook and he doesn't go. Too late now. CJ Hambone would have been both. I know. I'm smart in the moment, not, uh, you know. Okay, but my uh, my sleeper of the week is John Ross. Uh, He's not done much since returning from IR, but he's he's playing Miami. It leaves the door open for a huge week if he just runs deep and they hit him a couple times. If I was him, I'd be demanding the ball just to say, hey, I'm still here. Throw me the ball deep. See what happens. Miami secondary is not good. Just chuck it. AJ Green's not going to be there. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you got to throw the ball at somebody. Auden Tate's on IR, too. I mean, it's him and, I don't know. Harrison. Yeah, the white guy. And this is Morant. <laughs> 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 All right, Baldy. Yeah, so my sleeper is Duke Johnson. Um, I've had this guy for about half the year now, and he's just, like, so unpredictable, man. Like, he can go for, like, one point, or he can go for, like, 18. And... They're playing Tennessee. I think they're at Tennessee this week. It's a big game. Um, I could see him going for like two touchdowns and like 36 yards and getting 13 and a half fantasy points, whatever it is, and, and having a decent game. Or zero. <laughs> well, that's why he's a sleeper. He's, right? No, I love it. I yeah, love it. I he love could it. put you to sleep or he could, you know, wake you up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hey, good morning. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's a doing? tart beer. <laughs> so tart. Yeah, and and chips. Kind of put me asleep with that last segment there, Baldy. Right. Um, so, it's all right. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rex Burkhead. Um, we touched upon this earlier, but the matchup's great, right? Buffalo doesn't have a good run defense. Burkhead has looked good recently. Um, I think. I think you could start him in your flex. I think James White or Burkhead could have a really big game here. So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. That's oh, my yeah. throw. Tom, we're into uh, the dart throws for you. Yeah, I had, I had, I had two. What's Star Wars this weekend? Yeah. We need to figure this out. Lightsaber. We gotta get a, <laughs> gotta get a soundboard with some sounds. Uh, I had I had two people up here, but I'll talk about the one that's up here. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun Hamilton is actually seventy five percent and then eighty three percent snap percentage the last two weeks. He's gotten seven targets and nine targets. 
I have liked Deshaun Hamilton since he's come into the league. It looks like Tim Patrick might be falling out of favor. His snaps are decreasing. Chuck a dart at Deshaun Hamilton. If you're in the championship, you shouldn't be chucking darts, but, you know, for the fun of it. None of these guys. But uh, my dart throw is Ishmael Hyman. <laughs> There's no reason why you picked him but his name. Wider my brothers called me Hyman until yeah. I was like 12. <laughs> his, at, his last name is Smith, but uh, yeah, his brother's called Hyman. Um, Wide receiver for the Bucks. I don't mean, <coughs> He just got signed since we did So OJ Howard. He's got sucks. called up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got to throw to someone, so who, who knows? So mine is Chris Lacey. He was a guy when, uh, you know, and early on in. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, so any relation? So, so I was actually going to make that joke. He's a fullback for a team, isn't he? <laughs> right. Uh, he's a wide receiver, so he can't be related to Eddie Lacey, who's 300 pounds. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he was just someone I looked at in Dynasty Deep Dive. We know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. What team? Uh, Detroit Lions wide receiver, Chris Lacey. Uh I took uh, Troy Fumagalli. No, I'm not even sure if that's how you say it. I just saw they, it, and I was like, it's a cool name. No, they've pronounced this oh, on really? the actual uh, uh, the broadcast before. Oh, nice. So he's on the field. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> Fumagalli before. He's, he's 100%. Got, he's got six points on the season. So like, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like a backup, backup tight end in uh, Denver. Fumagalli. Yeah, so it's like, oh, well, good. give a flyer on this fella. Let me find the weirdest name I can find. I, lo- I loved it. I saw yeah. Fumagalli. I was like, oh, my God. I feel like I have, like, fungus in my house. <laughs> Baldy? Um, so I'm I'm going with Will Greer for a dart throw. Oh, starting quarterback? Um, he <laughs> wait, yeah, wait a second. Who's going to win I this? think someone might win <laughs> this one. Week one starter. He will be on the field this week. And... <laughs> Potentially, we'll be throwing some tutties to some of uh, likely Christian McCaffrey. Um, but yeah, that's my dart throw. Will Greer, you know, don't know much about him other than he's a rookie and he's thrown into a really tough situation with an interim head coach and a one man wrecking crew on offense. And he's probably going to dump it off and potentially get a couple touchdowns. Who knows? I hope they sit Christian McCaffrey just for my fantasy purposes. Oh. <laughs> Shut him down. You don't want him to get hurt. I agree. Shut him him down. down. He's going for record-breaking numbers. Baldi's playing Chibs, and Chibs has McCaffrey. (laughs) So there's some bias going on. Chibs has every good player at every position, (laughs) pretty much, that you could think of. So I'm a huge underdog here. So let's uh, let's kick it over. Yeah, Yeah, so my dart throw, I I don't know if this meets your requirements for your dart throw, but Tony Pollard, um, I feel like. Recently, he's done really well, right? Like last week, he, yeah, top five. Um, And they're going against Philly, at Philly, but I just feel like the Cowboys are a better team. Uh, So I could see them getting ahead and using Tony Pollard as well. So I could see him getting a touchdown. You would like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and the the requirement for a dart throw is really just a guy that you're taking a leap of faith on throwing him out there and just saying get me eight points um so anyway i mean and typically we don't do quarterbacks um and i mean tony tony pollard scored 22 points but those are very good play like if you're in a two quarterback league you're going into the finals you're playing in a 12 scotty you're in a two quarterback league 12 teams in it all the quarterbacks are off the board will greer is a guy that you could likely pick up and and toss in there so um at, at 
think that should help everybody going into fantasy week. We're kind of winding down, which is sad. It's a sad and it's exciting because we have a very, very good 50th podcast coming up. We'll plan that one out. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. But, Craig, go ahead and take us out championship week. This is probably going to be the last one for actual yeah, fantasy so, season. We'll just be doing reflections after So that. if you're listening. Reflections, uh, philosophy, you're, strategy. You're, yes. you're, is, you're in it. What is time? Yeah, so you're in it. What it's, is the It's finals. You're listening. You're looking for advice. Next week, you probably hate life or you're probably, you know, spending a lot of money. It's a, it's okay. If I lose both Don't leagues, I will not be here next week. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a good chance a lot of people aren't listening next week, but at the same point as this, is we are going to have one of our Power Hour podcasts that we did. Um, oh, shh. I'll cut that out. Don't worry about it. All right, fine. You can, you can cut it out. So much editing over here. Um, so we are going to close that one out. We're Top Shelf Fantasy. Find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. Go to our website at TopShelfFantasy.com. For our full rankings, if you have any other questions that you need to ask us, go ahead on, you know, Saturdays the game starts. So go ahead and ask us at any point at Top Shelf, FNTSY. I can't stress that enough. Um, you know, we have been doing a pretty good job all season. It's Podcast 49, so Podcast 50 is going to be something special like you had mentioned. Um, you good gave luck. it away already. Close us out. Let's go. Good luck in your championships. I really do wish you the best. Uh, Scotty, I don't wish you the best in the <laughs> listener league. Um, thank you for listening again. Stay fluid and stay loose. I know who I am.